Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke real and you can tell so why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff that's right and if you're looking to upgrade any meal any meal try right brand bacon that's called right brand bacon you won't regret it experience bacon the right way as you may have realized i watch a lot of sports that's why i like prime video it has all my sports in one app like the national women's soccer league included with prime plus you can buy premier boxing or stream the nhl and nba playoffs on max with the bleacher report sports add-on or add paramount plus for the masters on cbs prime video it's all your favorite sports in one place Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Fired up today. Bob Costas going to stop by. Former NFL Pro Bowl defensive end Marcellus Wiley. We'll talk about what's going on with quarterbacks and sacks, or as I like to call them, hugs. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning. Good morning to those on chat row. Uh, Also, those watching on our uh, streaming partner, Peacock, thank you. Download the app. You can watch for free. And our radio affiliates around the country, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio. We have the kind of sale going on a couple of days after Fritzy's birthday, so 50% off with uh, some items there at danpatrick.com. So it's not a full-blown sale. That's all right. Yeah, it's just kind of a sale. It's just on his Limerick greeting cards. It's the only thing that's on sale. Oh. And it's like 50% off, I think. Okay. That's pretty cool. I do love the Limerick greeting cards. You have greeting cards for all occasions, don't you? Yeah, birthdays, Thanksgiving, Mother's Day, Hanukkah, Christmas, all kinds of goodies. Okay. Half off. Yeah. On my birthday week. Well, not my birthday week. No. Paulie gets the birthday week. Yeah. Uh, Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. This program brought to you by the great folks at Stiefel. We all have different ideas about success. We achieve it at different times in different ways. And as we strive to reach our financial goals, you can't afford to make mistakes or go alone. Invest in your success. Invest with a Stiefel Financial Advisor, Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Play of the day. Poll question, and of course, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Phillies, Astros, Yankees, Dodgers win. Astros in dramatic fashion. Phillies hold on. The Yankees survive, and the Dodgers look good early. Phillies at the Braves, Padres at the Dodgers. That's on the agenda. 
Draymond Green gets fined, but no suspension. The NFL quiet on Devontae Adams and any forthcoming punishment there, whether it be a suspension or a fine. Seton, poll question today. Uh, We can start right there, Dan. Uh, Draymond Green's, air quotes, punishment was fair or non-existent. All right. We'll get into that coming up in a moment. Do you have a baseball one today? I do, yeah. Okay. Uh, watching the Astros win in walk-off fashion last night made you feel good or yucky? Oh, oh yucky. yucky. Yucky is the word I'm using. Okay. Yucky. I'm not rooting against the Astros, but I'm rooting for the Mariners. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Perfect if, sense. Yeah, because I, you know, if, if the Astros are a great team, uh, did they cheat? Yes, they did. They paid the price for it, and I I think it's still they wear the scarlet letter. Yeah, they don't actually wear it. No, 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 no. I've never seen anyone. Yeah. Um, If they did, it might have a like a wire attached to it or something. What? Like a a buzzer or something. Um, No, I think I think they have as as much as you could possibly label them cheaters and and i don't know if people hate them now you might root against them but there was vitriol a couple of years ago and then with the pandemic people didn't get a chance to air out their grievances or anger but watching them that's still that's still a good team man i did not know this did you know that something happened in that game that i don't think it's ever happened in the history of baseball So the Astros have this great come-from-behind win against the Mariners. The last four batters to face Justin Verlander hit, in order, a home run, a triple, a double, and a single. That's the first team to hit a reverse cycle in baseball's postseason history. Whoa! That's crazy. Stat of the day. (laughs) Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Yeah! Here comes that what? Stat of the day. I had never heard of a reverse cycle, and we had one last night. Who knew? Who knew? That is so weird. Yeah, a reverse cycle. Yeah, Paul. Reverse cycle would be like watching Barry Bonds' career from the finish to the start. Like oh. if you went from San Francisco back to reverse cycling reverse on and cycle. off. Hey, yeah. Too soon. Too soon. Yeah. Apologies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but if you have no dog in the fight, you have to root for the Mariners, right? I think so. It's a, it, you know, it's been a long, over you know twenty years since they've been in the postseason. A sneaky, fun team, and a, a young team, young nucleus there, and maybe they got something going on. But it's hard to root for the Astros, but it's I think it's easy to root for the Mariners. It's hard to root for the Phillies. Uh, you know, it's hard to root for the Yankees and the Dodgers for that, or the Braves for that matter. So if you're looking for Hey, here's that underdog story. It would be the Mariners. You know, I think you, you watch the Phillies and you go, oh, yeah, Bryce Harper's still there. Had three hits last night. But, I, you know, can you root for the Padres? I mean, they're not a small market team. They spent money. But watching them against the Dodgers, who did spend a lot of money there. Yeah, Paul. Why does Bryce Har- Harper of the Phillies, which I shockingly have to say, feel like a much less famous player than he used to be. He's still got good numbers, just not superstar numbers. Is that it? Or is it because he's in with the Phillies? Well, that's a big market. Yeah. But I, 
Like, what's he done where you go, oh, my God. And, and that's you need those moments, I think, where you go, oh, my God, did you see that? How many of those moments do you have? I mean, Mike Trout, how many, oh, my God, did you see that? I think he had a, a run this year. What he, homer in seven consecutive games? But you, you've got guys who did things. And Harper's coming off an MVP season. But it just doesn't feel like, all right. Like, we've seen it with Bryce Harper. Now, there, there's, not, there's nothing new that happens where you go, man, incredible. And, and he's got those numbers that you probably just plug in. Plus, you know, at the time when he signed his contract, I thought, you know, that's going to be a bargain eventually. And it will be. Bryce Harper will be a bargain. You know, like Patrick Mahomes. He'll be a bargain for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, see. Does he feel like an old 29? Yeah, he does. Feels right? like he's like 34. Yeah. But he's been on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he's 16, so he's been famous for, what, 12 years? Mm. And he did live up to the hype. Like, when you think about it, being on the cover, Sports Illustrated, what, two-time MVP? He lived up to the hype-ish? I think he lived up to the hype. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Oh, whoa. You don't think Bryce Harper is going to be a Hall of Famer? His his career averages, an average season for Bryce Harper, a normal season, he hits 280 with 33 homers. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Should he be a Hall of Famer? Well, I, I don't vote on it. And I'm far more lenient getting people into the Hall of Fame. He's had more average years than great years. That's called longevity, Paul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Google it. Yeah. Well, as long as he doesn't have any cloud of controversy attached to him, I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yes, he. Well, how many two-time MVPs? Maybe it's more common than I think that aren't aren't in the Hall of Fame. Uh, well, maybe we could get that information. Yes, Marv. I know one for sure. Juan Gonzalez. Yeah, but Juan had a you know, guilt by association with the players that he played with. You guys said two-time MVPs. You're right, but Bryce Harper doesn't have any, you know, cloud of controversy attached to him. Yeah, Paul. I just look at Bryce Harper. He'll have an MVP season, then he'll hit 243 with 24 homers, yeah. and he'll hit 260 with 30 homers. He has a bunch of average seasons and about four really good seasons. It's it's a mishmash from huh. year to year. Well, maybe we can ask Bob Costas, who was on the call for the Yankees game last night. He'll join us coming up next hour. He's back. Yes. Yes, he is. I mean, you know, when Bob Bob shows up at an event, and, and I was fortunate to work with him at NBC, whether the Olympics or Football Night in America, when Bob shows up, it gives some gravitas. It's a bigger event because Bob is there. And hearing him call baseball last night was great. In case you're wondering, first game of uh, the divisional round always brings some overreactions. But when you look at it, the overreactions make sense. Historically, teams that take game one in the best of five series have gone on to win the matchup 71% of the time. So history is not on the side of those who lost yesterday. But, you know, you got to keep in mind the Braves defending champs. Uh, Mariners came into October as one of the hotter teams. Guardians got a talented roster, good pitching staff, great manager. And the Padres do have a lot of star power there. So no matter how well these teams did during the regular season. History is not on their side when it comes to the National League Divisional Series. But it's hard to count any of them out, even though the teams that win game one historically have gone on to win 71% of the time. Yes, Marv? 
Sorry to go back to your MVP uh, discussion. Yeah. There are tons. Roger Maris also. Two-time? Uh, okay. Two-time Hall of Famer, not in. Okay. Uh, but there are just tons of just guys who had just one great year. Terry Pendleton got an MVP award. No, I'm talking about two MVPs. Okay, then it's just Juan Gonzalez and Roger Maris. That's so it. that's it. So it is he a better player than Roger Maris? Yes. Um, Juan Gonzalez, you know, has an asterisk by his stats. So Bryce Harper is kind of standing alone there with two-time MVP, and he's not even thirty. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yes, Todd. Do we get caught up also in like you have a unique look and the, the facial hair and the headband and things like that? Do we sometimes get caught up in sports with someone that kind of stands out because they look beyond their numbers? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes, Seaton. And it is the like not to take it too literally, but the Hall of Fame, right? And he was Famous. just earlier this morning we were talking about how he's the face of baseball for ten years. Yeah. You know? Famous. The Hall of Famous. The star power. Yeah, he's got that. Uh let's see, what else did I have? Um up until yesterday, the Astros oh for forty eight in their postseason history when trailing by more than one run after eight innings. It was pretty dramatic. And, of course, uh, front-runner Fritzy has got his Astros gear on today. <laughs> yeah. Fritzy had tune in to the Astros to find out who's on the team. I had to, yeah. I was like, oh, that guy, where's Dickie Thon? I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Mid-80s reference, great. Yeah, great. Once again, a mid-80s. Yeah. Did this turn into a, a Syracuse presser? <laughs> I don't know where. Hello, Jim. Hello, Jim Bayheim. Where's Glenn Davis? <laughs> That's after a win. That's after a good Syracuse win. But can you imagine when, when Jim Beheim goes out with his now wife and they're on a date and they, you know, they start talking and then she might say something where he disagrees and they're across the table, candlelight dinner going. Yeah, chicken parmesan again. Oh, I think this wine is really great. <laughs> Mr. Beheim, would you like to hear the specials? That's got to be tough for the waiter to sit through that. Another uh, Malbec. Uh, how, how was it? How was it? Yes, uh, go. Uh, what is that? How do we get there? That's great. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's for some reason, you started doing that when Todd was talking about the Astros, oh, and you were okay. going, uh, it sounded like Jim Beheim. <laughs> Is that where his his girlfriend goes, oh, my gosh, he's a great uh, conversationalist. Really? Yeah, but he does have this weird tick where he goes. Uh, <laughs> he just constantly looks disinterested, but. I love you, Jim. Uh, I love you, too. I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> and it could be, can be any topic. Coach, your thoughts on Eric Devendorf. Uh, yeah. uh, will you marry me? Yes, Marv. Excuse me, Jim. How do you think uh, Scoop Jardine played today? <laughs> nice pull. Okay. Yeah. This doesn't seem like Jim Beheim ever gets truly excited. How many years has Jerry McNamara been here? Uh, I never ask. I don't know. How about we take a break here, settle on our poll question, and... Uh, uh, Steve Kerr speaks about Draymond Green and the uh, he got fined, not not suspended, 
But uh, we'll talk about that coming up. And your phone call is always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Bob Costas in an hour from now. And uh, the return of our good buddy Marcellus Wiley will join us as well. Baseball today, Phillies, Braves, Padres at the Dodgers. We're back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. The original light beer, 1975. Miller Lite. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day. I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's You can't debate it. I would try it. No, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan. See their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com. Find the office nearest to you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs. Manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, 
Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals, it's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today, and good luck. Sunday night, Micah Parsons and the Cowboys go to Philly to battle Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. NFC East showdown Sunday 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Maybe Dak Prescott will be playing. At least Jerry Jones uh, gave the uh, hint that maybe he'll be ready to play in that game. We'll hear from Jerry Jones coming up in a little bit. Bob Costas, uh, he was handling play-by-play duties alongside Ron Darling for the Yankees game. Yankees-Guardians on TBS Game 2 tomorrow night in the Bronx. Bob also uh, has HBO's Back on the Record with Bob Costas and works for uh, MLB Network. Bob, joining us now. Bob, how did it feel last night? It felt great. It was a beautiful night at the ballpark. There was a tremendous atmosphere, even though the Yankees would appear to be kind of in a Goliath versus David situation. And despite the fact that the Guardians didn't do much on offense last night, they're a much different team over the last six weeks or so than they were during the course of the season. And with Terry Francona at the helm, they've always got a chance. So I think it's an interesting, uh, an interesting matchup. Um, meanwhile, I will say this with certainty. Neither I nor Jerry Jones will be the most noteworthy caller you have spoken with or attempted <laughs> to speak with this morning. Um, I'm sorry that we had to uh, bring you down to our depths of degradation here, Bob. <laughs> you know, they say you should never, you should never follow kid acts or animal acts, and there's a, there's a third part of that, uh, <laughs> of that trifecta now. Oh, man. And, and, you know, we had a caller yesterday saying that he uh, knew a woman whose first name was Jenna and last name was Tolls. And uh, so it, t- it took a little while for Fritzy to, to get it. So this is how it sounded yesterday. I didn't catch the last name. He said Jenna Tolls. I, I, I didn't. I think we got it. I guess you did catch it. Jenna Tolls? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so that was yesterday, Bob. And then you have this. So this guy. You know, Dan, Dan you know, we're, we're at relatively advanced ages, but there's still a callback to those adolescent times. Remember when they used to pass around an attendance sheet when you had a substitute teacher? Yeah. And then there would be three or four names that you'd write down on the attendance sheet, or at least the class clown in the back of the room would, hoping that the hapless substitute teacher would then call out that person's name and the corresponding response would convulse every boy in the room and repulse every girl in the room uh ben dover yeah yeah that's mild yes but ben dover is part of it yes did you ever get in trouble in school like real trouble in school um yeah yeah i uh here's the story since you want to hear it I was a junior in high schools, 1968, early 1969, and I lived down the street from an elementary school. And we used to go shoot baskets, you know, on the playground of the elementary school or toss baseballs around in the in the schoolyard. So we used that as kind of our, our playground, the kids that were roughly my age. And one Friday afternoon, not me, but one of our group, 
went into the school to get a drink of water from the fountain, and the gym teacher's door was open. Remember how every teacher, especially the gym teacher, had a ring of keys that had like 50 <laughs> keys on it? You wondered what the heck it was. One of them must be to Fort Knox or something. Yeah. So this kid, whose name was Jerry, I will not further identify him, steals the, the ring of keys. Takes it, hey, look what I've got. Now, some in the group had nefarious ideas. My idea was, wait a minute, wait a minute. We'll keep the keys, they'll replace them, but what we'll do is we'll go into the gym on the weekends. It's wintertime. We don't want to shoot baskets in the snow. We'll go and we'll play in the gym, and we'll have our own little league, but we've got to keep it a secret. So this went on for like five, six weeks. Every Saturday, Sunday, we're playing in the school gym. Seems really cool. You know, we're playing full court, shirts and skins, the whole deal. But eventually, apparently, word got around. And one Sunday afternoon, I look up, and walking down the hallway is a uniformed policeman. And they go to round us up, and everybody sprints out the door. There's only like eight of us, because we tried to keep it a tight group. Everybody sprints out the door and tries to escape. I somehow managed to escape, and I lived only, you know, a block or two from the elementary school. So I get home and I think I'm safe until two squad cars pull up. Comac, Long Island was not a high crime area, so really this, this whole dragnet could focus on these miscreants playing basketball in the elementary school gym. And the next thing you know, I'm being walked out of my house by two cops, and the neighbors are out on the stoop. What could Bobby Costas have done? I'm a fairly benign-looking 16-year-old. They take us down, all eight of us, and they actually book us. And the cops are laughing. like, Hey, look at this kid here. He's a regular Bob Cousy. This guy's Marcus Haynes. So now we have to go to court, right? And when the judge sees what it is, and he's got other cases there. He's got grand larceny and everything. The judge sees what it is, and he says, this is really terrible. It's a real crime wave, blah, blah, blah. He's mocking the fact that we're in court, and he dismisses the charges. But we were suspended from school, and our parents had to come down and testify that we would never misbehave to this level wow. again and never never follow a life of crime. So that was the one time that I that I got in trouble. I was suspended for a week. Yeah. So it's like those kids who uh, meet the uh, inmates and scared straight. Like, so you, right. you, you never went down that path again, Bob. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And we're all better for that. Um, I, uh, I mentioned this in the first hour with Bryce Harper. Um, you know, he's been on the stage since he was, what, 16 when he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And he's had two MVPs. He's won two World Series titles. And I said, I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Now, I, I, it's a dangerous game to play when you go. He's not even 30 yet. But it feels like he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Where do you stand with Bryce Harper where he is right now? Yeah, he's got time to build on his resume, but it's pointed in that direction. And there's so many different ways you can interpret what a Hall of Famer is. Roger Maris won two MVPs back-to-back, played on seven pennant winners, and what happened with Judge this year proves yet again how Roger Maris's name resonates throughout baseball history. He's a more significant historic figure than most of the players in the Hall of Fame. Not necessarily a better player, but you can make a case for him. You can make a really good case for Keith Hernandez or Steve Garvey, whose power numbers don't match up with what we expect of a first baseman these days. But in the context of their time, they were more impactful than a lot of guys whose OPS may be higher in the context of the 21st century. Dale Murphy won back-to-back 
back-to-back MVPs and for a while was regarded as one of the two or three best players in the game, as was Don Mattingly. Dave Parker was a better player than a lot of guys who were in the Hall of Fame. So a lot of it depends upon how the voters are interpreting it. If they're going strictly on the basis of analytics, what's this guy's war or whatever, then perhaps it's more cut and dry. But some people view it, as I do, as a combination of what the statistics are and some subjective but at least informed understanding of what their place in history was and what their impact was against their contemporaries. We're talking to Bob Costas. He'll be with Ron Darling and uh, the ALDS between the Guardians and Yankees on TBS. Uh, game two tomorrow night in the Bronx at 7.30 Eastern. Are we past the anti-Astro sentiment? No, I think some of it lingers. Uh, if they were to meet the Dodgers, for example, in the World Series, uh, the Dodger fan base still feels as if uh, they were they were jobbed in 2017 in the World Series. So I think they would hear it. Uh, a lot of Yankee fans still resent the Astros, and they could be on a collision course in the LCS. So you could have two prime examples, LCS against the Yankees and possibly World Series against the Dodgers. I think it's calmed down overall, but it hasn't disappeared, and in some places uh, the fires still rage. What's the one piece of sports memorabilia that you wish you would have held on to or you had the opportunity to get? You know, you asked me this once before, Dan, and I've never really been a collector, and I never really wanted to impose on people, but I was lucky enough because of my connection to baseball to interview and in some cases become friends with the real bold-faced names of our childhood, Mays, Aaron, Mantle, even before my childhood, yeah. DiMaggio, Williams, and I never really asked them for much of anything. I have a few signed baseballs, which I gave to my son, Keith, uh, who now works for the Baseball Network and was a real baseball fan even as a little kid. So I've got signed baseballs from all the guys I just mentioned and a few others, but uh, I didn't really go out of my way uh, to get anything else, and I never really looked at it as having any other value except sentimental, uh, never any commercial value. Because I talked to Doc Emmerich, and Doc would keep all of his boards, you know, when he would do a, a play-by-play, all of his notes. And, mm-hmm. and I was curious, do you keep all of your, uh, you know, scorecards or boards that you have for the games that you've done? Yeah, I keep them uh, for a while. Uh, if it's still relevant two years, three years later, if there are notes on players that are still involved. And then after that, I get rid of them, except I keep the ones that are most significant. I keep the ones from like the seventh game of the World Series. I kept the one from Steven Strasburg's debut when he struck out 14 for the Nationals, and he was briefly a uh, sensation around baseball. Moments like that, Derek Jeter's last game at Yankee Stadium, uh, moments like that, I've kept the scorecards. Could the Dodgers be historically great if they win it all this year? Yeah, they won 111 games this year. Their run differential was something like plus 340. The Yankees led the American League, and it was way behind that differential that the Dodgers had. Uh, And they've been such a good team, even though they only won the one world championship in 2020. They've been a world championship caliber team for so long. So if you take kind of this whole better part of a decade under Dave Roberts, if you look at it that way, uh, they deserve consideration as an all-time great team. I brought this up to a couple of guys who cover the game uh see what your thought is if uh, you can have the career of ken griffey jr or albert pujols you know i i'm kind of dodging it you wouldn't want a baseball world without either one of them you know ken griffey jr became what he should have become he was the one and only ken griffey jr 
and Pujols was the one and only El Hombre, or the machine. Um, Griffey was the greater all-round player because he was a spectacular center fielder. Um, Pujols has the greater statistics as a hitter. Um, they're both obvious first ballot Hall of Famers. Griffey was near unanimous. Uh, that barrier has been broken now by Rivera getting all the votes and Jeter missing by only one. So Pujols might be unanimous in five years when, when he comes up. Um, I guess if you're just talking about a kid's dreams, I think a kid would dream of playing center field like Willie Mays or like Ken Griffey Jr. more than he would dream of being a first baseman or a designated hitter, which is not a knock on Pujols. So if you're talking about a 10-year-old kid who could be Ken Griffey Jr. or, uh, or Albert Pujols, yeah. probably more of those 10-year-old kids would, would choose Griffey. If you were Shohei Otani's agent, what would you do? I would uh, wait for Artie Moreno to sell the team and then walk in to the office of whoever purchased it and said, I'd like you to meet Shohei Otani, your new partner and part <laughs> owner of your team. And if you're not good with that, there are 29 other teams that are very much interested. Have a nice day. Can I pay him for playing two positions? Like, can, is, could he be a, a $60 million player if I give him 40 as a hitter and – 20 as a pitcher or split it 30-30. I mean, he's, he can be an all-star at either, but can he command two salaries? Not quite, but he can command more than what a single superstar's salary would command for either being an all-star hitter or a Cy Young contending pitcher. Plus, you got to factor in the gate attraction uh, and his value uh, to a multicultural fan base as well. Um, and his commercial value beyond whatever his one team is. He has tremendous commercial value to the sport. You can't compare anyone to Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan had value to the NBA, obviously, mm -hmm. beyond the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Shohei Otani is not at that level. No baseball player, even Aaron Judge this year, is at that level. It's harder to get the superstars of the game onto the biggest stages in baseball, as witness the fact that Ken Griffey Jr., who we just mentioned, never played in a World Series. So I'm not comparing Otani to Jordan at that level, but it's the same kind of idea. There's a handful of baseball players who are really important to the sport overall, not just to their teams. Otani is one, Judge is another. Uh, I'll leave you with this. We embrace the almost uh, mythology behind Bo Jackson, but we don't do that with Deion Sanders. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Well, because what Bo did uh, in baseball I think was easier to grasp. You look at Bo's highlights in baseball, not that there were that many of them, but enough to remember, 500-foot home runs, scaling the wall like Spider-Man, the throw that got Harold Reynolds at the plate, and Harold still can't believe that he was somehow thrown out on that play. He just seemed to be, if he had fulfilled his potential, he seemed to have been capable of being a Hall of Famer in both football and baseball. I don't think anyone ever said that Deion Sanders was likely to be a baseball Hall of Famer. Yeah, I feel that way, but it, it's almost like Bo's legend has grown. Yeah. It, it just, and and I, I, you know, I remember experiencing it 
and watching him in football and baseball. And it felt like he could have been an all-star, maybe a Hall of Famer in either one of those, mm-hmm. but, but he wasn't. Whereas Dion is a Hall of Famer in football and, you know, had a pretty solid baseball career. Oh, yeah, he would have been if he just played baseball, a very good baseball player, likely would have been an all-star some seasons. He's arguably the greatest defensive back ever, certainly on the short list there. But there was something about Bo that just seemed bigger. And you know what might have been is always a compelling narrative, not just in sports, but outside sports. Uh, The person whose career, or even in some cases life, is cut short, there's an element that adds to the mythology. Uh, so Bo has that going for him, and luckily he's still drawing breath, so he didn't have to take the second route. Yeah, this happens with you know musicians or artists when yeah. when they die early. Sure. Um, uh, what does sixty-two home runs mean to you? I think it means what it means to most reasonable, fair-minded baseball fans. It feels legitimate. It feels authentic. Uh, We can speak euphemistically and say it's the Yankee record, it's the American League record, but it's the record for all of baseball history outside of the late 90s and early 2000s. From 98 to 2000, in four seasons, three guys combined to have six seasons of more than 62 home runs. Whereas in the entire history of the game, Apart from that, now more than a century since the advent of the lively ball, three guys have done it, and barely so, at 60, 61, and 62. And as I said on the broadcast last night, not taking pot shots at anyone else, there's no need to demonize Barry Bonds, who on his natural merits was one of the greatest players who ever played in any era. Mark McGuire's a good guy. Sammy Sosa brought joy to Wrigleyville. That isn't the point. But if you look at the home runs per time at bat, Judge Ruth Maris are roughly in the same range of a home run once every nine to ten times at bat. If you look at McGuire and Bonds, not so much Sosa, but McGuire and Bonds, they distorted those figures to the point where it became a video game. And when people try to compare them to other generations, well, Ruth played against uh, segregated competition. Yes, that's true. But what does any of this have to do with Babe Ruth? Hank Aaron held the career record. Roger Maris, who played in the 50s and 60s, held the single-season record. The real tell is to compare any of those guys to themselves, because all three of them had established lengthy statistical histories before they began taking steroids and other PEDs. And they exceeded their already established past levels, not by small amounts, but exponentially. And that tells you all you need to know. It doesn't mean they're bad guys. It does mean that what they did goes into a different category in the minds of most reasonable, well-informed people. Great to talk to you as always. And uh, Bob will be on the call game two tomorrow with Ron Darling on uh, TBS. Thank you, Bob. Thanks a lot, Dan. Okay, take care. All right. Bye. Uh, that'll be at 7.30 Eastern, TBS, the exclusive home of the ALDS and ALCS. All right, we'll come back. We'll hear from Jerry Jones on Dak Prescott after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. What do you get when you combine a three-time manager of the year and a three-time national sports writer of the year? It's the Book of Joe podcast. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions, playoff games, and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes and make 
Major League Baseball. Cars, wines, whatever else we want to talk about. Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com. Find the office nearest you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs. Manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals, it's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS, all in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan. See their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers, great tires, and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Did we ever find out if that guy who got the Aaron Judge home run ball in Toronto, did he ever sell it? Did he give it back to Judge? Is he holding on to it? Yeah, Paulie. The last story I see was four days ago. It said he still has it, and mm. he's had... All- Rumor is he's had offers of $2 million. It doesn't say anything about if he still has it or he sold it. Okay. Checking. Uh, Got a new podcast, another new podcast, including Running Smoke, and it's uh, with Marcellus Wiley. 
And it's uh, set to uh, make its debut in the Dan Patrick Podcast Network. It's called More To It, including extended interviews across media, sports, and entertainment. I know Lil Wayne, I heard that episode. That uh, was very revealing, very entertaining. Uh, Charles Barkley, Anthony Anderson, Deion Sanders, uh, Snoop Dogg. Those are some of the uh, scheduled guests with Dat Dude, Marcellus Wiley, the uh, former Former defensive end with the Chargers, our good buddy, and here he is, Mr. Media. Good to have oh, you on, buddy. Thanks so much, Dan. How's it been, brother? Everything's good. What do you have behind you? What uh, are you in a... What don't I have behind me? I think it's like every trophy I've had since Pop Warner, pictures of the family, my book. Just is my, my family office right here, so my whole memoirs, everything's here. Explain your podcast, though. What is it that... Why is this different? Yeah, it's called more to it because with every success story, there's more to it than what you see on the surface. And if you think about it, I'm a big believer that failure is natural and success is sought and taught. So if you wake up and don't do anything, we know you're going to fail at everything. But these guys, whoever we're talking about, the athletes, the entertainers, the celebrities, the CEOs, influencers, they all have went down a path of success that was met with adversity and was met with resistance and they still overcame all of those obstacles and i think it's just something that can inspire us all because sometimes you get down on your luck and you can start throwing your own pity parties but the difference between a champion and a contender is that the champion gets up one more time and i'm trying to inspire all and you grew up in compton yes okay how do you get out of Compton and you go to an Ivy League school. Like, how do they find you? <laughs> um, I think the discovery process is like any other place, any other discovery. If you have enough talent, you make enough noise, they'll come find you no matter where you are. But uh, my story, I grew up in Compton, born and raised, pre-NWA, before all the movies and all the music, <laughs> before it got all of a sudden glorified as something that it wasn't. Um, and then we moved to South Central. We actually thought we were moving to greener pastures and it, it felt as bad, if not worse. But I was a guy who had a balancing act. Uh, I had an identity. I knew who I was. More importantly, I knew who I was not. I was not a gangster. I was not a drug dealer. I was not gonna be distracted by the ills around me. I was gonna be focused and my two talents frankly, were my academics. I was intrigued about the whole learning process. I was eager to learn. I was a nerd and I mm. was fast. I was a fast kid. I ran track. I set national records. I won national championships. And since I was fearless with that speed, I played football. And that's all I had on my tool belt, man. I didn't have a, a ton of resources or even it felt like a ton of skills, but I focused on them and honed them. Okay, but why not USC or something a little closer to home? Yeah, I, I think the short of it is I saw too many of my friends, uber talented, five stars, better players than me all returned back to the neighborhood with some kind of sob story, some kind of, oh, I almost made it, poachers tripping. Always something that got them a little short of what they wanted to attain. And I just frankly wanted a higher safety net. I knew I could play, but who knows if you're going to make it to the NFL? Who knows if you blow your knee up your senior year? Who knows if you pull your hamstring right before the combine and don't get that opportunity? So I wanted a higher safety net. And to me, that was my diploma. That was my education and the reputation 
of the school that I chose. So I looked at it as a simple formula, pick the best academic school and go play ball. They found me in Compton. They found me in L.A. They'll find me at Columbia. Marcellus Wiley, former NFL defensive end, and the podcast is more to it. And uh, you'll find that on the uh, Dan Patrick Podcast Network. So every Wednesday that comes out. All right. As a former defensive end, you weren't a edge rusher back then. You were just a defensive end. Give me what roughing the passer was back when you played. Oh, night and day. Uh, Roughing the passer was not only intent, but consequence. So it wasn't just that you tried to hit him hard, but not only did you hit him hard, did you hit him late? You didn't even blur the lines of the rules. You went beyond the echo of the whistle, and that was rough in the passer back then. So I think it was pretty obvious in my day what rough in the passer looked like. Now it seems like we're blurring that line because it's not always done with the worst intention and certainly not with the worst consequence, but in protection of the quarterback that floats all boats. We know what this business is about. It's about that quarterback standing tall and standing protected. So we have competing interests. Everybody wants to still play the game like a gladiator sport and be physical out there, but you got to protect the profits. Everybody like cashing them checks. Well, you got to protect the cash and the checks that are being written. And those are the quarterbacks. So how would you play now? Oh, it's easy for me. I I hate when these guys get out here like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know how to play in this game. Shut up. All right, this is how it went. They changed the target area maybe like a decade ago. And guy after guy complained, what am I supposed to do? I've been hitting people this way for decades. And they start finding them and finding them. And once they start finding them, those players start adjusting. We are uber talented. We see everything in micro frames. We can manipulate not only how we fall, but how you fall. So everyone adjusted. The same with this. All I tell guys is, look, You get a sack on your record, on your resume, whether you hit him hard or hit him soft, as long as he goes down, bruh. And the sacks is what you want because that's how you get the stacks. That's how you get your money. So who cares if you're going out there and make sure it's an exclamation point? Just get the dude on the ground so he can survive and we all get paid. But what did Chris Jones do wrong in his sack? What he did wrong is what his initial intent, and you got to watch it as I'm speaking through it to actually get this. But Chris Jones was coming in to try and lift him, to try and DDT him. Want to know why? Because his feet lifted off the ground. Now, when you're running, you have to have one foot on the ground in contact. You're running. Even if you're running through someone, you still have a foot on the ground. Chris Jones lifted his feet. You want to know why? Because he was trying to get him down with some intent, and it wasn't positive. But he got bailed out. I wouldn't have called roughing the passer on that one, but I see why they did it. He got bailed out because the ball came loose on the strip. And since the ball came loose, then all bets are off. Oh, I'm just landing on him because the ball is coming out underneath him. But before even the ball came out, Chris Jones was about to lift that dude and DDT him, and they saw that. Quarterbacks, certain quarterbacks, preferential treatment. Absolutely. Uh, Like on certain teams, no matter who you are, you're going to get that preferential treatment. It's the pecking order. It's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, You don't have a problem with that, that Brady and Rodgers and Mahomes are going to get preferential treatment. Uh, You know, Derek Carr hasn't earned that. Certain 
quarterback. Josh Allen's going to get preferential treatment. Uh, Justin Herbert, probably. Joe Burrow, you're okay with that as a defensive player? Yeah, I mean, that's the dynamics of the game. That's the dynamics of life. Look, Aaron Donald gets preferential treatment. He's a D tackle. If you're the man, they're going to show you love. It's just as simple as that. And I was a defensive end, and I got preferential treatment at the time. Look, if you're the man in your locker room, you just walk around, and your joke is not even funny, and they're laughing. <laughs> but you're not the man. You could be Eddie Murphy up there, and nobody going to giggle. That's how the game works, and it's the same on the field. It's not just the quarterback. It's who you are and your impact, not only on the game, but on the bottom line. So, yeah, give them their love. Yeah, and Micah Parsons has elevated himself into that. Like, when you, you say, who changes a game? Like, how many players truly change a game? Micah Parsons is on the short list. Um, you could put Bosa in there, I guess. Um, I don't know how many other. Uh, Aaron Donald, you can put him in there. Yeah. Uh, Miles Garrett, I thought, was going to be that guy. Uh, but then mostly it's quarterbacks as well. But, I, I mean, where would you put Micah Parsons when it's, when it's MVP talk? Not defensive oh, player of the year. I'm talking about MVP. Yeah, he's certainly tier one. Um, and you got to respect what he's doing because of how difficult it is. I mean, it's one of the most resistant paths in terms of making impact. Think about it. There's five guys in front of you. They're all 300 plus pounds and they can move. And a lot of times you get double teams. And even when you are single team, you make that impact play. It's the timing of that play that really has impact as a defensive end. Quarterbacks are the ultimate. Because not only do they get the yards, but they get the points. And they control the time of possession. And they control the amount of possessions. I've seen quarterbacks, when they throw for four touchdowns plus, they're going to win 90-some percent of those games. I've seen defensive ends, when they get three, four sacks, they still lose. <laughs> they can still get spanked. So as much as I want to root with my bias as being a defender, we don't make the same impact on the game as those quarterbacks. How has uh, concussion protocol changed over the years? Well, one, there was no protocol when I played. Uh, I swear. So you and, didn't have to lie back then? No, no, no. We didn't even have to lie because they didn't even ask the question to lie about. Uh, <laughs> it's so crazy, Dan. Like, we used to call it getting your bell rung. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's it. Like, concussion was left for outside of football, outside of sports. Like, concussion, what you mean? Like, if you got knocked out, that's knocked out. Other than that, it was just getting your bell rung. So now, listening to the guys in the protocol, obviously it was a good protocol, but it's not a perfect protocol because of the incentives. I'm not going to lie. If I were an active player right now, I would be incentivized to make sure I never lost time because of a concussion. Yep. And everyone's going to tell me, oh, no, your brain is different and you got to take care of yourself and life after football. But I'm not thinking that way. I have a finite amount of time to make this money, make these opportunities, and go out there and ball. So in situations when it's concussion protocol, I am not serving the doctors. I'm not serving the team. I am self-serving. Yeah, there's reasons why they're always going to deceive. Because like Dan Orlovsky, he said, if I was 24, I'm going to lie because I don't know if I get back in the game again. And then you're on the bench. He wasn't a marquee player. Here's Tua. And that's what I didn't understand. If your back seizes up like that, Marcellus, the eye test means there's something that really affected you. Maybe you didn't have a concussion, 
I got to sit you out. I got to figure out what happened. They, they just kept kind of pushing it off going, hey, didn't have a concussion. Okay, but what, what did he have that would force <laughs> him to almost feel like, you know, he just got hit by Buster Douglas? Yeah, but you sound so logical. And you're sitting there in that nice studio, in that air-conditioned studio, in a different emotional state than a player in that moment. I had my back seize up on me before. And immediately, I wanted to continue to play. And immediately, the doctor stepped in and said, hey, we have to go through the proper test to evaluate that. I'm not mad at Tua if he said it was my back and I want to go back out there and play. Why? Because he knows he is a fringe starter. He's the guy who's been hanging on by tooth and nail and by a thread in that organization for whatever reason. They don't fully believe in him, and he knows he can't step away, let somebody else get hot, and then lose his job. Uh, Are the Rams in trouble? Yeah, certainly they're in trouble. I mean, one, they have the Super Bowl championship fat and full going on where, okay, everyone rubbed their bellies. And not only did they get their belly rubbed, they're in Los Angeles getting their belly rubbed at SoFi Stadium. So – I think that they're trying to get out of the bed with the silk robes on, like Marvin Hagler once said. And you can just see that they're just a little off course in terms of their eyes on the prize, the same appetite, the same hunger, going through all those little things. Plus, Matthew Stafford doesn't look fully healthy. I talked to him about a couple months ago, and he said, look, last year, I wasn't healthy the entire year. And I think even after the procedure this year, he doesn't look fully healthy. Oh, yeah, they're in trouble. Good to visit with you and uh, look forward to your podcast. It's uh, called More To It, uh, Marcellus Wiley, and uh, available weekly on the Dan Patrick Podcast Network. Great to have you on board. Thank you, brother. Oh, thank you so much, Dan. Take care, brother. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.